What made me first suspect Joe was that he knew more than any innocent person should have known. I suspected Irene the moment I heard the fireman's testimony. You have the unimportant facts. I suspected, I suspected Elaine the postman the after he testified. I suspected. I Listen to radio's newest, most interesting and thrilling program, Suspicion. Somewhere in the drama about to be presented is a seemingly unimportant fact, a hidden clue that first casts suspicion on the ultimate culprit. Listen regularly to this thrilling series. Test your powers of observation and deduction and find the hidden clue. It may be a single line, a sound, perhaps a complete scene. All names and characters depicted in this story are fictitious. Any resemblance to persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. In the show-up, the story we presented last time in this series. Do you remember this scene when Detective Blake was questioning Mrs. Perry, who'd been held up a few moments previously? Are there any marks of identification? You mean... Scarves, jewelry, rings, perhaps... No, a... Mr. Blake, I didn't see anything like that. And when Jack Thornton was booked as the suspected robber, the sergeant said... Give me your ring, son. I can't get it off. If I could, I would have hocked it a couple of weeks ago. The fact that the robber wore no rings and that Jack Thornton could not remove his, ladies and gentlemen, was the hidden clue. It was, as Sergeant O'Hara said, a case of mistaken identification. And now, burglary in the Yukon. October 2nd, shortly after midnight, Richard Kent, owner of the Five Point Trading Post in Quakeville, a small town in the Canadian Yukon, excitedly enters the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Station and reports that his store has just been burglarized. I had just dropped off to sleep, Corporal, when I heard a noise in the store. I was too sleepy to realize what it was at first. Did you hear any voices, Mr. Kent? No, only footsteps. Quick, cautious ones. Did you touch anything? No, I came here immediately. It it couldn't have happened more than ten minutes ago. Well, Peter. Yes, sir. Get your things and come with us. The five-point trading post has just been robbed. Wake Blair and tell him to carry on. Now, Mr. Kent, you make a list of the articles missing. Uh, Righto. I keep a fairly accurate inventory from day to day, you know. Very good. Be sure you list everything missing, no matter how small. I'll do my best, Corporal. You'd better start with the food stuff. Righto. No, are there any footprints outside the window, Peter? Uh, yes, but none of this thing, sir. The burglar entered through this window, all right. Evidently, he forced his knife between the upper and lower frame and pushed the lock back. Paint is pretty badly scratched, sir. Hmm. There's a handprint on the inside upper sash of the lower frame, sir. Yes, I noticed that. You're so smeared that I doubt if you'll get a print. However, try it. Yes, sir. And take a plaster mold of the footprints on the floor. Yes, sir. Well, how are you getting along, Mr. Kent? You're all right so far, Corporal. I've listed 100 pounds of flour, two sides of bacon, 100 pounds of potatoes, three tins of coffee, Empire blend, 10 pounds... Just a moment. What's the matter? 
It's gone. Eh? What's gone? Well, quite a valuable paper of mine. I, I hid it in this pile of blankets a few hours ago, just before closing the store. Now, well, are you sure that it's gone? Well, here, look for yourself. I hid it between these two bottom blankets, right here in the center. What was it, Mr. Kent? Uh, location and claim papers for a gold mine I discovered. But there aren't any gold deposits in this well, I found it quite by accident, Corporal. Naturally, I kept my discovery a secret. I wrote to Dawson for title papers and so forth, and I was going to file my claim in the morning. How many people knew about it? No one, I tell you. I didn't breathe a word of it to... Why, George, four men knew. At least they'd seen me doing a bit of prospecting. You give me their names, Mr. Kent. We'll set out after them in the morning. At 8 o'clock the following morning, Corporal Haynes gives final instructions to Private Peters as the latter sets out to question the suspects named by store owner Kent. Here's a list of the articles stolen, Peters. Yes, sir. 100 pounds of flour, two sides of bacon, 100 pounds of potatoes, three tins of Empire Blend coffee, 10 pounds sugar, five pounds salt, five tins of patty de foie gras, one star blade hunting knife, and one pair of leather gloves, size nine. Anything else, sir? Nothing except Kent's claim papers. Now, the men you're after may give trouble. Harry Clark ran afoul of the authorities in Winnipeg two or three years ago. Uh-huh. Tim O'Toole is a rather lawless chap. Pierre Simone is downright ugly when he's crossed. Indian Joe is just a pretty sullen chap. Well, thanks for the tip, sir. Sorry to send you out in such beastly weather, Peters, but those men must be questioned as soon as possible. You're not in uniform because of the importance of the case. right off. You've never been to Scotchman's Creek before, have you? No, sir, I haven't. Well, follow the main trail north for 50 miles. And when you come to the split rock, turn left. Head northwest for 15 miles, and you'll be in the vicinity of Tim O'Toole's place. However, if you should miss that, strike out due north for Scotchman's Creek and work your way back. Fine mulligan you make, O'Toole. That is a blessing from the angels, me boy. And now tell me, what brings you up here in this bedeviling weather, Brad says to it? Well, I'm thinking of taking some land up here, and I wanted to look it over first. <laughs> and why should the likes of me need looking over? Oh, there's nothing personal, O'Toole. I just want to see what it's like up here near Scotsman's Creek. Ah, perhaps you're expecting to find a gold mine up here, eh? <laughs> well, you have your work and I have mine. And if you hanker to look around the cabin, me boy, look away to your heart's content. That's just exactly what I plan to do, O'Toole. Now, first of all, I'm a Mountie. I want to go through your papers. Oh, me! what do you want this early in the morning, Mountie? I can spot a mountain a mile away, even if he don't wear his uniform. Uh, you mind if I come in? No, I suppose not. He'd come in anyway. That's right, Clark. What more to be expecting to find if you don't mind me asking? I just wanted to see if everything was all right along Scotsman's Creek. You might as well hear it now as lighter, Mountie. I don't know nothing. Not a bloomin' blasted thing. Oh, no? No. Well, then you won't object to my looking around your cabin. Go ahead and look, Mountie. Look your bloomin' eyes out, but you won't find nothing. I thought you'd be reasonable, Clark. 
Now, suppose you wait outside till I finish. Bonsoir, monsieur. Bonsoir. Uh, my name is Peters. You're Pierre Simon, aren't you? Oui. And now that we know one another, let us prepare the meal, eh? When the stomach is full, that is the time for talk, oui? Right off. Today I find myself very happy. Why? Ah, monsieur, I am happy because tomorrow I go into Quakeville. And then, ah, monsieur, then I shall soon be rich, maybe. Uh, good. I'm glad to know somebody up here is making money. So tonight we have the grand feast, eh? I make the meat pie according to the recipe of my papa. And for the grand finale we have, monsieur, we have a delicacy rare in this country, parody for quoi? Observe me carefully, monsieur, and perhaps you learn the secret of creating a meat pie fit only for kings and queens and presidents. <laughs> but this time they will not object, eh? No, Pierre, I don't think they will. Hmm. Now tell me, when do you figure to start for Quakeville? Uh, in the morning, monsieur. And with this paper, I shall soon be one very wealthy man. Paper? Oh, let's have a look at it. And why does monsieur wish to see it? You're under arrest, Pierre. Huh? You're under arrest for the burglary of... (laughs) You should know better than to pull a gun on a mouthy, Pierre. And if you're as slow with your brain as you are with a gun, you'll find yourself in a lot of trouble after we reach Quakeville. Anything else today, Hendricks? Nothing I can think of, Kent. Just charge it, will you? Yes, certainly. Come in again. Don't reckon I'll be in town for a month or more. So long. Hello, Corporal. Hello, Hendricks. How's business? Can't complain. Oh, good afternoon, Corporal. What, are you back so soon, Peters? Yes, sir. We have some articles we'd like you to identify, Mr. Kent. A knife and a pair of gloves Peters found in Pierre Simon's cabin. Pierre Simon? You arrested him? Well, surely there's some mistake because... By George, I should have seen it all along. Of course it was Pierre. Huh? Yes. I'm afraid I've put you to a lot of unnecessary work. I said I told no one about the mine I discovered. I, I didn't think of it at the time, but I had mentioned it to Pierre. I see. Uh, did you find the claim papers, Peters? Yes, sir. Good thing he didn't have a chance to file on them, or I'd be in no end of a mess. Where is the beggar? He hasn't been formally arrested yet, Mr. Kent, but as soon as Good we... Good Lord, man, he's not being allowed to run around loose. No, he's in custody of one of our men. Good. And right now he's filing his claim to the mine he discovered. The mine he discovered? Well, he stole... No, Kent, a... he didn't steal a thing. But I... Think... There wasn't any burglary. You've been lying from the start. Time, Kent, I'll shoot to kill. You all right, Corporal? Yes, he just nicked my arm. Uh, sorry, I didn't see his gun sooner, no, sir. forget it. Well, Kent, have you anything to say? No. Peters, this was a frame-up from start to finish. Pierre can neither read nor write. He thought Kent was a friend of his and asked him to fill out the claim papers. That's why they're in Kent's writing. And he sold Pierre the knife and the gloves but made no entry in his book. Yeah, it was a careful plan. Kent reasoned that we suspect Pierre because of the tin of Paddy de Fargois. Pierre's the only person around here who likes him. All right, all right. That's just what happened. But you can't do anything to me. No, not for trying to frame Pierre. We can't arrest you for that. But I happen to be a Mountie, and you're under arrest for resisting arrest and assaulting me with a deadly weapon. Come along to jail. Police sergeant will fix your wound. 
After Richard Kent was lodged in jail and while Corporal Haynes and Private Peters were discussing the case. Well, then you suspected Kent all the time, No, sir. Peters, I didn't. Not until after you brought Pierre Simon here. But I don't understand... It's just a matter of reasoning, Peters. Now, when I... Ladies and gentlemen, did you discover the hidden clue that caused Corporal Haynes to suspect Richard Kent? If you did, write into the station and tell us the hidden clue you found. And to check your powers of observation and deduction, listen for the correct hidden clue in this story the next time we present... Suspicion! Suspicion!